Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox One Two Three Sixty, featuring weekly news, insider commentary, and interviews with superstars, past and present from the world of pro wrestling. A new day is dawning for DX. And now your hosts, Sean Xbox Wolfman. Welcome to Xbox One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Amazing show today. Amazing. Why do I got to use words like that? Amazing. Excellent. Like, we have a great show for you today. And our guest is Cody Rhodes. And he's, to me, like the top guy out there besides uh, guys that are in the WWE right now. I don't think anyone's crushing the game out there like Cody Rhodes is right now. He's definitely making his name known everywhere he goes. Yeah. Even more than when he left WWE. That's right. And, like, I'm not going to talk about like my thoughts on his departure from WWE and all of that right now until we actually get him on the on the line and uh he can comment on it. So uh but um by the way, XPOC one two three sixty on Westwood one in the Jericho network. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I figured I'd have to throw that in there real Shut quick. Up. Uh but uh, besides that we have uh we have a you know, huge weekend. This is the biggest week in, in wrestling. Definitely. WrestleMania coming up. Are you excited? Besides WWE, like WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver, are there any shows you're excited for this weekend? Like yeah, the well, obviously the, the, Supercard, the Supercard of Honor. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, all those shows, I just can't go to them. <laughs> I, I would love to go to the uh, Janelle, Joey Janela Spring, Spring Break. Break, all that stuff. You know, I mean, there's so much really cool stuff to do WrestleMania uh, week. So, um, you know, my stuff, I have the access at 9 a.m. to 12 on, was it Saturday? Yes. And um, you'll be at WrestleCon all three days. Yeah. yeah. And then and Friday night at the Hall of Fame, which means I can't go to whatever Spring else. Break. Yeah, exactly. So, boo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Lou and I have to go to the Hall of Fame. Did you get Lou her Crap. tux? Not yet. Okay. Man, I haven't. There's a lot of things I haven't done before I have to leave tomorrow. That's a lot. Ugh. Yeah. Is it like that every time you travel, or just for big events like this weekend? Uh, it's uh, it's like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but especially things like this. You have a whole new wardrobe to get. You gotta go. Yeah. Go shopping. <laughs> Do a little clothes shopping. Get the beard trimmed. Get the haircut. Throw on some spray tan. Get some new bandanas. Go in the tanning booth and, like, you know, <laughs> get that banked. Anyways, yeah. Let's talk about um, stuff that people want to hear us talk about, like what's going on in WrestleMania. Hey, Marcus, 
Marcus, yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah. So you got some stuff up for uh, for what's going on to Mania this, this yes, weekend? Yes. Uh, some of the biggest events happening this weekend, one of which being NXT TakeOver. As per usual, they have a beyond stacked card. Yeah, uh, one of the most anticipated matches of the entire weekend, I wouldn't just say of NXT TakeOver, is Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano in an unsanctioned match. So no rules, just one fall to the finish. Uh, the, the stipulation being that if Tommaso wins, Johnny is gone from NXT for good. But if Gargano wins, he gets his contract back. Huh. So, so he's. I thought he was already gone for good. <laughs> uh, you, know how no? you know how wrestling likes yeah. to do. Anyway, That's how it works. I, regardless, yeah, I'm, done. I'm waiting to see this match. Yeah, this is going to be a great match. Where is this on the card? I'm guessing it's going to be high to main event because Alistair Black versus uh, Almas is for the title so yeah. I'm guessing that'll be the main event mm. but this will probably be the match right under it yeah well they, or, they've done it before where the NXT championship was the second to last match and the I believe it was the the ta- triple threat tag team title match was, or no war games as yeah, early war as games. November war games was the main event but the NXT championship match isn't something to sleep on either yeah and maybe because it's considered unsanctioned they'll put it after that match we'll see but it's, we'll either way, this whole show yeah. is going to be excellent. Yeah. What else on the, what else on NXT? There's the Authors of Pain versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Yeah. And the Undisputed Era. So actually, the 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 finals of the Dusty Classic are tonight. If you're listening to this live on uh, on Westwood One or on AfterBuzz TV Wrestling, uh, the finals of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic are happening tonight on NXT TV. And the winner of Authors of Pain versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong will go on to take to will go on to face the NXT Tag Team Champions, which are Undisputed Era. Very cool. I'm really excited for this North American Championship ladder match. That they're introducing. It's going to have Ricochet, EC3, Adam Cole, the Velveteen Dream, Killian Dane, and your favorite Lars Sullivan. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's my favorite, but he's definitely high up on the list as far as yeah. guys that they have there right now. Definitely. Yeah, man. I'm curious to see how he's going to do in a ladder match, though. Mm. Oh, he'll be fine. Yeah. 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 They won't, they don't leave anything to chance. This is going to, wow, look at that. We got. Killian Dane, Lars, you guys, you just already named all these yeah. guys up, but I'm looking at the graphic here. Nice graphic, Mark yeah, Donica. That's really good. For the people that that are listening, you can uh, you can watch the show too, and you can see all these amazing production values here at AfterBuzz TV. And you can also check out the the brand new title that Triple H announced uh, yesterday. It's got a really cool old school look, beautiful brown strap, and a and a really uh, really pretty medallion in the center. And it's got like a map of North America on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that really is like Who knew? an old school title. That's funny. Yeah. And then the women's title match: Amber Moon versus Shayna Baz- Baszler. Yeah. So. For Amber Moon to finally get this title and have such a challenge ahead of her, I don't know if she's going to be able to retain. Hmm. Shana seems pretty either. unstoppable. Denise yeah, looks but like what she wants we... to chime in. Go right ahead, chime in. <laughs> yeah, I had something to say about this one. So I think that if Ember Moon loses, I think she's going to be one of the ones to be in the Women's Battle Royal and take it home. You think? Wow. Yeah, Ember Moon, yes. Because I wow. think that way, you know, Shayna Baszler takes it out. We have Ember Moon. Doing something else, moving on, you know, moving on to bigger things. You think she shows up on wrong then? Maybe. She could be a surprise. Who knows? But, yeah, I think that if she does lose at TakeOver, then she will be winning the Women's Battle Royal. Do you think they'll do two ch- title changes on one show? 
Mm, I don't know. It depends, because usually this is like the end of the year, and it resets for the next year. No. So maybe they would do two child title changes just to like stop and start over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So gives yeah. a fresh new start. But When's I the think- last time they had? I mean, how many how many how many WrestleMania weekends have they done takeover now? Three, four. Thirty-one, I think, was the first one. Yeah, thirty-one was. was a house show. So that uh, wasn't considered a takeover. Oh, that wasn't that's a right. takeover. Yeah, the that's first right. takeover. The first takeover at WrestleMania was Dallas yeah. the, week, the the year after with Sami Zayn and Nakamura, um, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. Great card. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, the, so far ha- hasn't there been a title change on every single one of them? No, Finn Balor retained. Did he? Uh, if I remember correctly. Um, huh. Not they don't have title changes on every. That was also the beginning of Oscar because it was Oscar versus Bailey. Right. Um. So. Oh, and and no, I think they had. Yeah, the the tag titles changed hands as well. That was what American Alpha won them. So there's any anything really goes at NXT Takeover. Sure. So yeah, it's pretty to, unpredictable. Yeah, gonna have to tune in to find out. Yeah. Keep going. Let's let's keep this going because there's a lot to talk about before we have our guest on. Well, do we want to move to WrestleMania now? Was that pretty much I it? I think that's all of TakeOver. There were yeah. five matches, for, and it's scheduled for NXT TakeOver, yes. Okay, yeah, so let's move on. So moving to WrestleMania, we have the Women's Battle Royal. We have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Hopefully, uh, those will probably be on pre-show, I'm guessing. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They've already been announced. That one and the Cruiserweight match will be on the pre-show. And some, some people are like, oh, that's bullshit. They put those guys on like, hey, look, I would rather be on earlier and get get a fresher crowd i mean uh then to have a match that doesn't have as much steam on it and get put you know like in that collapsible match part of the show like wrestlemania like my 10-man tag at wrestlemania 10 that was advertised and never happened because somebody went over you know over their time Shawn michaels razor ramon go longer, you know, because the pre-show is, what, two hours? Yeah. So they'll have a nice, decent time to put sure. together a nice, solid match. Yeah. I just, here's what I, here's what my, my only um, concern or hope was, is that uh, all of these, all of, all of these um, matches have a decent crowd to work in front of and not like an empty building or, or whatever. Because yeah. it wasn't that situation there last was, year. With, like tickets, people's tickets weren't scanning so they yeah. didn't get into the arena in time. And so yeah, like there was a, uh, I think the were, didn't the Hardys end up like having them? No, it wasn't the Hardys. No, the Hardys Ooh. came on later in the show, but I think yeah, like the first couple matches didn't really have a. That crowd. was uh, WrestleMania 32. The okay. the entire ticketing system like shut down, and yeah. people weren't in the building. So if you go back and watch that first match, which was top of the hour, Kalisto and Ryback for the United States Championship, there might have been. 10,000 or less people in a 100,000 seat arena. Brutal, right? Brutal. Yeah, yeah that's re- it was I don't like that would re- severely affect my performance. And some people can say, "Oh, yeah, it shouldn't matter. You should go out there and do It doesn't work that way. Sorry, you go out there and you do your best, but when you don't have that energy of the people to feed off of, it is a whole nother ball game. It's awful. Absolutely awful. So, anyways, uh, Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. This, I think, has the chance to steal the show. Everyone's talking about AJ and Nakamura stealing the show, but I think these cruiserweights 
have got like a chip on their yeah. shoulder and really want to prove themselves so that next year at Mania, they're on the main card and they're not on the pre-show. Totally agree, Jimbo. Yeah. And I don't even feel like they're... I still feel like they're on the main show. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that you're getting to wrestle yeah. at WrestleMania yeah. is accomplished enough. You yeah. know? Be happy. There's yeah. so many people they're, that are getting they're, that yeah, opportunity. No, no, no. They're considered a WrestleMania match. And and when I say that, there's a there's a difference in pay that com- that comes along with it as, as opposed to just like, oh, you get to say that you're on the main show and not just the pre-show. There's other things involved there. You get a little bit different pay. At least it used to be that way. You think that's changed now it with might the have. network and everything? Maybe. I don't know. You know, I, I would I would be lying if I said I knew all like how everything works there now when so, it comes to that. So when Razor and Sean came back from their match and your match had gotten bumped, do you say anything to them? Like, hey guys, yeah, thanks. What am I gonna say? <laughs> I didn't I still didn't even know what was going on. I didn't know that that could be a thing. You know? I didn't I had no clue that like, okay, there's this you know, one spot on the card that you may or may not actually go out and have a match. And then you had the match the next night on Raw. Yeah. That's like getting rice aroni, the San Francisco treat <laughs> when you get kicked off the game show. Uh, <laughs> it's a great true. callback, jeez. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's go. Uh the Usos finally get their WrestleMania moment cuz they've done WrestleManias but they've always been on the pre-show. So yeah. they're super excited to finally have this tag match against the New Day and the Bludgeon Brothers, which should be really good three-way tag oh, match. Oh, for real? Absolutely. Come on. I'm hoping that we get to see more of the Bludgeon Brothers in this and yeah. them showcase themselves. And I'm hoping they have a really cool mania entrance. Hey, like, don't you think the Bludgeon Brothers are kind of like really similar to War Machine? Yes. I think possibly someone saw War Machine yeah. like that and tried to give that gimmick to them. Yeah. But War Machine just has a different vibe and look. Like, you could dress the Bludgeon Brothers up like them, but they don't have that feel that hands yeah. in a row. I, I like the Bludgeon Brothers. I like the name of the Bludgeon Brothers. I just don't think they need any of, like, the get-up. Like, the... I don't the, think they need the, the hammers or the I think it the makes them, like, outfits. too cartoony, yes. so that's why I can't take yes. them seriously. So had I taken them more seriously, then I probably would have been rooting for them a little bit more mm-hmm. on this match, but I'm like, oh, the Usos have to take it all the way, because they're, they're just a really great, solid tag team, and I don't think that there's the any Usos? Other, Yeah. They're I, the best. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's anybody out at their level yeah, to they're take the, away best, the titles They're the them. best tag team in, in the industry right now, and I'm sure there's some other great tag teams out there that would like to... Uh, like to uh, you know, take exception to that. Dispute that with and, you. And, and, and maybe they have a good point. It's because it is subject to opinion. But those guys are just crushing it. Usos. Who, what's next, Marcus? Well, oh, I'm sorry. I see the graphic on the oh, screen, okay. we got uh, Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, versus Braun and whoever Braun picks as his partner. I know Kurt Hawkins has really been pushing hard to try and become He's got Braun's a new partner. shirt, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. But. but what about his brother, Brain? I... I, I... <laughs> That was so down. Did you like that? No. I didn't like it at it all. It was like when Br- Bray Wyatt brought out Sister Abigail and it was yeah. him in a wig. What so are they bad. doing with that? I thought it was funny. But it's, I don't need to, yeah, but. <laughs> it okay. shouldn't be funny. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wrong. Bad. Bad people. Bad. <laughs> don't no. do that to Braun Strowman. Make him act like a goof. So do you have any picks for who do you think is going to be Braun Strowman's partner? I have no clue. I haven't even speculated. Really? Really? Yeah. I think yeah. 
Oh, well, there's different ones. I think it could be Bray Wyatt, especially since they had that selfie together that they posted. That could be a tweet. Uh, I mean, sorry, a tease. And then um, Sports Illustrated also tried to say, like, maybe it would be Rey Mysterio. And then I thought, like, it might be Big Show just because, you know, he reinstated his contract and all of that yeah. stuff. So it could be either one of those. But either way, I think that it has to be someone that's either super funny that it'll be like, you know, like a Kurt, well, not Kurt Hawkins anymore, but, you know, someone really funny that's Braun's partner or someone that he could eventually feud with later on. I think this would be a great way to bring up Cassius Ono. Really? Why? Because Ono and Cesaro were kings of wrestling on the indies, so then they, like, might have a history. Jimbo, Hmm. how many people do you think know that backstory? Not not as many as you would think. No, especially with like <laughs> WrestleMania people watching. Yeah. So yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Yeah, that would get. No. It's just lost like, in the sauce, and it, no one it, cares. It's like when people are going, "Oh, like at that WrestleMania Sting versus Triple H, you should have been like, who am I going to go with, NW or DX? Wasn't about me. <laughs> and it was, and just you know, uh, I think a lot more people than than I realized were thinking that. Yeah, but. Still, you know, I, I don't know. Anyways, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It makes sense. I just hope it's a great match. And I, I like what the bar's done. For, at first, I wasn't really feeling them. Like, oh, two singles wrestlers they just threw together, but they've made it their own and they made it entertaining. So I'm excited yeah. for this. What else? Oh, this match. Definitely. There's so many matches that this could match, steal this what's show. What's this match? This match, this uh, intercontinental three way match between Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and The Miz. Yeah. This is another potential to steal the show, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking. I'm thinking it might. I'm thinking it. it um, if Rollins and, and and Finn Balor the other night, uh, that all, was a that was a nice little uh, preview. What, what what we might see. All these matches they've been having on Raw, yeah. probably just working out the kinks to yep. have this amazing match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I hope the Miz retains. Yeah. Congratulations Mark. on your new baby. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, real quick. Con- sincerest congratulations. You know, like that's 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 a as a as a parent myself, that's a that's a life changing deal right there. Um and uh and like even though you know, Niz is great at, at his character. Like he can't really help it right now, but f- to be like shy, like happy new dad, like coming through in his character. You know, when he's when he's talking. Yeah, he's, like when he was doing commentary, yeah. like he's coming off babyface. Where you're yeah, just man, like, how oh, do you hate? How he do you, learned to swaddle. How do you hate the Miz when he just had a baby, man? Come really, on, really quickly. I wanted to ask you, Sean. So supposedly. The original due date for the baby was WrestleMania Sunday. Yeah. What do you do? You push that thing out. You induce <laughs> labor and you get that thing the hell out of there. <laughs> Thank you for C-section. answering my question. C-section. Also, speaking of new babies, Maria Canales and Mike also had their... Um, oh, awesome. they? they just had their firstborn child oh, as well. Nice. Did they yeah. have a boy or girl? Uh, they let me check what they had. Let me double Miz check. Ms. got a, a, a little daughter now, so now he's gonna have to deal with all that raising yeah. a daughter and having. To they be... gave birth to a daughter, Frederica oh. Freddie Moon Bennett. It's weighed six pounds. Oh, that's not. I thought his last name was Canellas. No, they had it as as Bennett. Okay. Next on the card is this U.S. title match with Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. All right, I get in. Yeah, and it's gonna be good. I get, but come on, man. 
I, it's just too much with okay singles titles being defended in four ways and three. Like, I'm trying to get it, man. We got to fit everyone on the show, but I think we need to figure out another way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather, or let's just come up with the three way title, or or you know what I mean? Oh, WWE has never done that. I don't. I think other indie feds have tried that, but I don't know if it's worked. Not a fan of of, of doing all these. Yeah. Do you like three-way matches? I do. Okay. I do. But I don't, for the most part, like like them. I mean, occasionally, you could, if it's storyline, you know, um, makes it make sense for there to be a triple threat or a three-way, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, I want my singles title defended in singles matches. Would you like to see something like a, a gauntlet style match then instead of a four way? So Maybe. that everyone gets in the show Maybe. but then the match yeah. has its own Yeah. Okay. That, sure. That's something to do maybe next year. But then time is always just the biggest factor. Mm. Yeah. Cause if you gave like a gauntlet match to these four guys and Randy starts with one and like the first one gets five minutes and then the next one it's gets just, three. It just convolutes the storyline and who and and who's like mad at who and like you know how do you focus on like who, 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 the issue? Yeah, makes sense. So I hope uh, Rusev and all wins. great guys in that, like all guys that like you know Rusev, but the Rusev day is over huge right now. Gender's still doing great, looks amazing. Randy, you know, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually on. looking more forward to this match than I am for the triple threat. Are you? Yeah. Because Why? I'm, I'm, I love Rusev, and I can't wait for that moment because I'm going to assume that he's going to win. Yeah. And because, I mean, I don't think they would have put him in there if, he, if he's not going to win. So for me, having that moment where Rusev wins is just like, yes. You know? That's yeah. why I'm looking more forward to it. And I kind of want to see the moment between him and Randy Orton, you know, kind of go at it. Right on. I like it. This Daniel Bryan return. So is it, is it official that he's wrestling, or is it? It's still, official. It's yeah. official. He and he and Shane came together last night on SmackDown as sort of a last stand of we're on the same page. We're going to take down these two, and it's going to be great. Mm. So just to hear Flight of the Valkyries and have Daniel Bryan come out at WrestleMania is good enough for me. Yeah, like the match could be whatever. But I have a feeling that they're going to turn on Shane, and it's going to be like all the. Awesome guys from the Indies together now to start a faction. Oh no, they better not. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think it'd be too early to There's turn Jimbo. Daniel Bryan. There's yeah. Jimbo again. Hey, yeah, they, then maybe they could do this thing where they have this awesome <laughs> indie faction. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I kind of thought the same thing, but then I was like, it's too early to turn Daniel Bryan. People yeah. are gonna be upset, you yeah. know. So I, some people were saying that maybe Shane is gonna be the one to turn. Or whatever, you know. Yeah. And either way, I think if if you know, obviously uh, Zayn and Owens have to win, and Shane would most likely Shane's not in. turning anything. He's always just going to be Shane. <laughs> uh, really, I mean, I just I, I can't see that. It's just too far. I, he's a cemented like baby face. Okay. Now you know, just like his dad's always going to kind of be a heel. You know. So all right. This big match that everyone's waiting for, Ronda Rousey's debut. With Kurt Angle against Stephanie and Triple H. I don't know how this is going to be, though. Oh, I do. Yeah? Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm not just saying that because of the, you know, my my loyalties. I just know it. I, because they have the, the like, the people care about the match, obviously. And, uh, and just the caliber of, of people in that, you know. Kurt's one of the greatest ever of all time. 
so is Paul. Um, and 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 uh, Rhonda's Rhonda's. Trust me, everyone involved is going to do their part, and and uh, it's going to be a great match. They don't leave anything like this to chance. I promise you. I hope you're right. Oh, I know I'm right. <laughs> oh, I, I absolutely 100% guarantee it. Take it to the bank and cash it right. So, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. This match is going to be good. I I haven't been invested. Not invested. I don't like the fact that they're playing off like Alexa Bliss making fun of Nia's like, size and weight. Why? In this feud. I just like with all this uh, woman empowerment and whatnot in WWE, I don't think... So, does that mean that, like, the bad girls don't make fun of other girls anymore because of their appearance? I think it happens. Yeah, but and they're not... And they shouldn't play on that storyline-wise? I just wise? thought that that was something that they were trying to get away from, so I don't know why that would be the main focus of this. It's team. not It's not a baby face making fun of a heel and getting the, tra- the crowd to chant, like, um... You know, I can't remember what they were chanting at Mick... Uh, at Mickey James, or Mickey, or, it was, uh, they were they were calling her Piggy James. Yeah, things like that. Like, well, was she the baby face or the heel? Yeah, she was the baby face. Yeah, but I mean, but then, if you're doing it the other way around, and you're like, say the baby face uh, is is rallying the whole crowd to chant like you know, Piggy Wiggy at at you know what I mean at the mm-hmm. bad at the heel. That I would have a problem with. Okay. Does that make any sense it, to yeah, you? It makes total sense. I mean, I know so like, I, I said it in a roundabout kind yeah. of way. I could have been a little bit more concise in saying it. But come on. Like, I mean. It, Alexa's the heel. Yes. Heels do things like yes. this to get people's yes. reactions. Okay. That yes. makes sense. And and I'm pretty sure that it, it's been a little difficult f- for Naya, personally. Like, I, I matter of fact, I'm almost positive of it. But uh, uh, at the same time. That kind of stuff happens when actors and actresses um, are doing roles on TV shows and movies too. When they get caught up in, you know, things that hit close to home, you know, that just is. I mean, I just, I, uh, it's not one of those things. I think I would personally, and and I'm all with me too. And like, I don't believe in bullying, you know, fat shaming or whatever you want, any of those things, but. It still exists, and I don't think it should be off limits for um, for if it's done right. For so yeah, like addressing it in this yes. way is the right way to do it. Absolutely. If you're going to do it, yeah, yeah, I can see your point. It's definitely not being talked about as good behavior. I don't think. I mean, I obviously this is just my opinion, and I'm a 45, almost 46 year old man. <laughs> I think honestly, uh, the problem with this one for me is that. Yes, I get, like you said, a lot of women go through this. We go through body issues and all of that stuff, all right? The problem is, with for me, that Nia Jax isn't coming off as genuine. I am not, like, wanting to root for her. Instead, I'm wanting to root for Alexa Bliss. Granted, I love Alexa Bliss, and I'm already a big fan of hers, but as I think that Nia is missing that component that it should 
kind of make me that I'm not a fan of Naya's make me want to support mm. her because she's the baby face and she's the one you know I guess you can say quote unquote being bullied and then I okay so as a short person and being the exact same height as Alexa Bliss I found it equally as insulting when Nia Jax called Alexa Bliss a little tiny girl and all of this calling her a little stuff little girl that's equally as insulting I think as judging somebody by their body size because you know you're big you're doesn't matter if you're big or tall height or width you're still big or tall so to me that was a little bit like condescending where i was like wait a minute we're feeling bad for naya but now she's also making fun of alexa bliss's mm. size so it kind of goes both ways so i want to see alexa bliss retain but i think that if they have naya lose this match it's just going to make naya look really bad i guess it goes both ways for you yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> i know what it's like to be a short girl and it is not fun so i feel alexa, no, alexa, alexa's bliss's pain <laughs> uh really quickly i want to throw it out does anybody think that carmella could use her money in the bank cash in on this match maybe why not yeah i think it's sure. a, i think it's a possibility but uh, uh i mean why wouldn't she do it on the uh, charlotte and why would different brand why wouldn't she do taking, it on charlotte Oscar? Taking, taking the opportunity to jump brands uh i i think and make a big moment and make a moment Equally yeah. as as big as Seth Rollins cashing in in the middle of the main event for 31, I think Carmella um, could do it for either match, including this one, the Charlotte and Asuka uh, championship match. Okay. I'm really yeah. excited to see Charlotte and Asuka's entrance. Like what Asuka wears to the ring and Charlotte's amazing peacock robe that she had a couple years back. I wonder what she's going to do for this one. But this is going to be a great match. And I, I don't see the streak ending. Yeah, no, I no, I think Oscar's gonna retain or mm. Oscar's gonna win. I don't know about all that. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I wouldn't bet money on it. I'm not saying I know like it's gonna be the. I'm just saying I would like. We are in in our industry. We we're careful about about winning streaks because if if they're not done right, as soon as that person loses their first match, they're they're screwed. I'm not going to name examples because I don't want to pick on anyone in particular, but if you go back in history, it hasn't worked well for some people. I mean, it worked well at the time they were being, you know, given the winning streak, but, you know, as soon as you don't. So how do you do it to where it still works out for everyone? We don't have time to get into that. (laughs) Honestly, we got like less, we got negative minutes before we were supposed to have Cody on here. Oh, let's wrap it up. AJ Nakamura, everyone's looking excited for this match. Can't go wrong. I have a feeling that they're finally going to give it to Nakamura. He deserves it. Yeah, I do too. And and I also, if you go back when to when Nakamura was still at uh, NXT, I'm not afraid to uh, say that I said he would be the first uh, Japanese WWE champion. Watch. Taking it to the Watch bank. it happen. I don't know. I'm, I wouldn't take it to the bank, but I'm just saying. I would personally bet money on that. And then the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the Universal title. Mm. People, people, I don't know. People are like, eh, Roman. People don't really want Roman there, but Roman's there. So I think I think he's going to win. And beat he is going to win, and, and I think enough people care about Roman. People, he's over. Like, he sells a lot of merch, um, and that's that's a huge deal it is a good indicator of things um uh he's great in the ring 
people like the the the, the main knock on him is his, just his move set isn't big enough. What? It's true. Like I mean, you know, I mean, he does have limited move set, but all the like. His part he plays in all his matches, he does a great job. Like, if you actually know what you're looking at from a wrestler, professional wrestler's point of view, uh, and don't understand that he's excellent in there, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's that's just the truth. Like, you could not be a fan of his as a wrestling fan, but knowing, like, how, the, how matches work, um, he does an excellent job in there. So, anyways... I yeah, that's WrestleMania. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back with Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. Hey, X-Pac 12360 fans. I just want to tell you two ways that you can support the show to help it grow. First, if you've ever wanted to shout out a surprise message for various occasions from me, all you have to do is visit celebbm.com slash Sean Waltman to request a video today. Not only does it support the show, but a portion of the proceeds go to charity. Second, visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman. That's the only place to grab shirts with the X-Pac 12360 logo, Wolfpack, or many other designs. If you pick up a shirt, make sure to tweet us using the hashtag X-Pac 12360. That's CelebVM.com slash Sean Waltman for a personal message from me, X-Pac. And ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman for X-Pac, Wolfpack, and X-Pac 12360 gear. Thanks for supporting the show. Now let's get back to it. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360, everyone. Joining us right now over the phone is a guy that is absolutely crushing the game right now in professional wrestling. Um, he left he left WWE and some people I know in real high places and, and that uh, doubted this guy when he left and I didn't. I, and I hundred percent promise you, I didn't. I knew this guy was going to crush it. Cody Rhodes, everyone. Yeah. The American nightmare. Yeah. Oh man. Thank you guys very much. Thanks for having me. Cody. I, yeah, man. Hey, what I was going to tell you is, Hey, look, when you left WWE, you had never really been, uh, you'd never been an independent uh, scene before that, right? No, I mean, I had seen just uh, glimmers of it, just a little glimpse sure. when Dusty did his... Turnbuckle Championship uh, Wrestling? Of, yeah, Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling and his farewell tour with, you know, going around the kind of the, the southern states. So I'd only ever seen that. I hadn't... Uh, I'd never been on an independent myself. I, I went straight to the WWE developmental when I got hired. So yeah, never never been on one until until I left. So that that being said, um, when when you're in the WWE, even if you had an independent experience, once you've been in WWE for a while, you get caught up in that. Like there's nothing else but WWE. And, uh, yeah. And especially if you don't, if you didn't know the landscape, Cody, like, you know, there must've been a certain amount of fear of like, of the unknown of what you were getting into. Maybe is that safe to say? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I had a lot of time to prep. I, I was just not happy for quite some time and I wanted to not do anything knee jerk. So I kind of field tested all the resources I had. Uh, Kevin Owens, for example, yeah. was somebody that I must have asked 800,000 questions about. 
everything from how travel is different, from where to ask for more, where to not worry about the money, where's, you know, just, I mean, an absurd amount of questions uh, with the timing of the opponents, you name it, and uh, presentation, all that. So I had a lot of time to prepare. There was definitely this feeling of fear, but I have this rule that if it doesn't scare you, it's not an adventure. Amen. And, uh, you know, that that's, uh, it's been a hell of an adventure. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, and, and this is why I love uh, what you're naming your guys' show in Chicago, All In, is that you're all you're all in on yourself, and even though a lot of people doubted you in leaving, I can tell that you didn't have any self doubt whatsoever. Maybe, huh? No, I definitely, I definitely wasn't doubting. Um, I guess the word would be my my skill set. Yeah. I had the worst thing that could have happened to me at WWE wasn't that I was unhappy with the last few years. The worst thing that happened to me was that I had gotten so close to creative happiness in the years prior to that, in the 2010 and 11. I mean, literally, like, fingers on the brass ring. And in my eyes, I thought I had grasped it. So that, that was worse than the last two years, knowing I had gotten a taste. And I just, like, could never get that taste out of my mouth. I was addicted to, you know, wanting to be close to wanting to be on top there. I never yeah. wanted to be anything but. So, yeah, no, I wasn't, I didn't doubt my skill set, but I will say I definitely, you know, took a deep breath the first time I saw some of the, the bigger names on the independent scene yeah. and what they're capable of because um, there's some talented, talented folks out there. It's some mind-blowing stuff. Yeah, but... When you were like, did you? So you felt like there was just no more uh, upward mobility for you at that point in WWE. I I felt like there was nothing I could do within WWE. You know, some of my my friends uh, who have you know they've been yo yo, they've been up, they've been down. Some of my friends there, they're real hard workers, and they're of the impression that hey, I'll just work hard and. I'll get to the top. I don't think wrestling is necessarily a fair business where the hard work equates to getting to the top. I think, I think you have to work smart versus work hard. And, and if you can do both even better, I just felt WWE stardust at the time. There was not a lot. There was no heartbeat for me. Gotcha. And, and NXT also was a huge inspiration for me to leave because NXT is just Hunter's independent scene. It's right. amazing. It's it's he hand plucked all these great buzzworthy talents and had them fight against each other. And it just those were the guys that were getting the attention of the crowd, that capturing their you know their imaginations. And I I was very inspired by NXT. I know it doesn't sound like that makes sense then to leave WWE, but that's what it did. It was seeing those guys who already had a brand, who already had buzz and having built their things. And then all they had to do was polish up and they were ready to go. So yeah, no, it was something I had to do. Yeah, absolutely, man. (laughs) You spoke about talking with Kevin Owens and getting knowledge from him about the Indies. 
Besides yeah. the Young Bucks, have you learned anything from any independent wrestler coming back to the Indies that has taught you something that you I've, didn't know before? I have an expression um, that Matt and Nick will tell you. I think it annoys the hell out of them, but I always say it. I get real antsy when I'm not working, and I call it, I always say, i got to be bumping and learning. I've got to be bumping and learning. I'm just, right now I just can't be anywhere but in the ring. i got to got to be working and with that said i've learned a ton of of various things a myriad of things from the independent scene from the opponents i've had um i mean i wrestled kurt angle on the independent scene i also wrestled a guy like ar fox on the independent scene i learned something uh every match the biggest thing i've learned the biggest takeaway is to get out of my my damn comfort zone yes. and that isn't yeah that is, i mean it's not even just in wrestling it's in it's in funny backstage segments it's in it's in interviews it's it's getting out of my comfort zone not always is it a success but i can't get stuck in any one yeah. way i can't get stuck we right when we started talking you mentioned that all there is is wwe bubble yeah. that bubble that bubble exists in every company, big or small. Uh, ROH, there's a bubble. New Japan, there's a bubble. I try to make my brand not no bubble because yeah. it's too easy to get caught up in one style in one way. They're really, you know, to find how you want to play your music, you've got to listen to a lot of different types of music, I guess. Well, Cody, you mentioned working smart, not being not being in your bubble and all of that. So I wanted to know, how did you come up with the idea of the list of guys you wanted to face after your 90-day no-compete class was over? Uh, oh, it, the list fell in my lap in a really great way where, like I said, I had time to prep. I also was, you know, I, I don't think it's illegal, but I was also already talking to a lot of the uh, – a lot of the more high-profile independent places, Northeast Wrestling is one, for example, and we were already talking about potential matches. Opponents had been talked to, and it was shaping up in kind of this dream. There were names on there, you know, names like, you know, Chris Hero, Adam Cole, uh, Kurt Angle. There were these names on there, and it just looked like a dream list already. So I figured, why don't we just... Why don't we just put the ones we have already pretty much pinned to paper booked? Why don't we put them down on paper? And then why don't we put the other ones who I am also interested in? I wanted to, you mentioned the you know bubble. I wanted to show the audience I'm not I'm not worried about the bubble anymore. I, I want I want to go into all different all different places. The funny thing about the list also is I wrote it once and it looked so terrible because my handwriting is just <laughs> pathetic that I had Brandy I had my wife the actual list that made it to that that viral tweet was was Brandy's handwriting so you can put it all on her has the experience outside WWE been everything that you wanted to be or has it exceeded your expectations in any sort of way definitely has exceeded my expectations um, because I don't really even know what my expectations were. I, I think a lot of folks, the game plan might be, all right, go go away, get hot, come back. I don't know if that was ever my game plan, but now, now I've ended up in a situation where I'm self-financing. 
uh, an arena show. There are all these third-party sponsorships that I don't have a middleman like a WWE in between us and them anymore. Now it's now I don't even I can't even give myself expectations because our whole world, our whole wrestling world, at least in my opinion, is changing like it's into it something it hasn't been before. It's a really great time to be a wrestler and to be a wrestling fan. I mean, it's uh, I like to tell people the world is a lot smaller now because you can see everything at the drop of the hat. You can watch Ring of Honor on the Honor Club. You can watch WWE on the network. You can, I mean, bam, everything is accessible and no longer are you only limited to X amount of wrestlers, you know? Yeah. So, and, and Cody, um, you know, you're you're on New Japan. You're on Ring of Honor. You're you're everywhere, man. Is there is that an issue for any of these companies? You know, like R, say ROH and New Japan. For is there any kind of a conflict between those two companies when it comes to you, or the or the Bucks for 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 that matter? I think there's a lot of you know. I I give everybody credit who pretty much lets me take the same. I don't. I hate saying brand. It sounds so pretentious, but allows me to be me pretty much across the board, there's a lot of trust involved. And I actually think it's very old school. A lot of this is just handshake. Hey, you know, don't, if you're going to go out in the world as part of our, our brand, make sure you, you know, keep us in your, you know, our best interest at heart. And I'm, I'm already like that. I don't, I don't really tone it down ever. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a, yeah, a lot of trust. And I, I just think that when when you have when you bring as much to the table as you do and the young bucks do and Kenny Omega does and we'll talk about your match with him coming up this weekend in a minute but when you bring that kind of stuff to the table you can you can do the things that you guys are doing that maybe some other guys right. they wouldn't be allowed to because what are you gonna I mean right. they, they need you honestly they need you guys as much as you guys need them I I'll tell you. I really appreciate um, his name. His name is Greg. Uh, he's in the office at ROH. He's he's not an on-air character. He's kind of the behind-the-scenes coordinator of Ring of Honor. Him and Joe Coff. And I really appreciate their forward thinking, especially when it came to All In. They I could, they could have said because we're supposed to be exclusive contractedly, you know, contracted domestically in the states yeah. to them. They could have said, "Hey guys." No way. But instead, they they literally, Joe Koff said to me, okay, well, cool, we're, we're all in too. Let us know whatever you need. And yeah. that that's like, oh, it's not, it's not about the brand you work for. It's about the wrestler you are. And I really appreciated that forward thinking on that. It's been uh, shaping up to be, to be a hell of an event. We just broke down some of the card last weekend and very excited. Yeah, any of that you can share with us, or is that still kind of under wraps? Can't share anything. <laughs> I'd, have I'd have to sue myself. Right. Um, <laughs> I will say, I will say, and this is something you may appreciate. It's really kind of off to the side, but I just got off the phone with um, Paul Chicago, which is a you know a, a no kill shelter yes. and uh, animal, you know charity in chicago and we're going to do uh some partnering with them over that weekend because my dog who i sent you a picture of yesterday pharaoh um pharaoh is he's going to be doing a meet and greet and i want yes. 
That's I awesome. wanted to be able to donate that money, a hundred percent of it to the, you know, a good charity in Chicago. So there's all these like fun side projects outside of this dream card we're trying to put together. The weekend's really gotten away from me. I've had to several times coordinate everybody over and over again. It's a, uh, it's a lot of fun, though. Are you able to delegate uh, a lot of this stuff to other people to do for you? Or are you one of those guys that wants to be hands-on on everything? I think it actually comes back down to getting out of my comfort zone a little yeah. bit. I can't, I can't be in control of everything. Um, and and Matt and Nick, we have the rule of kind of it's got to get three thumbs up from us. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you who the se- the secret the secret person behind all in that is we call her the queen of the event is Dana Massey, who is Matt's wife. Ooh, she, uh, uh-huh. she pretty much, we're in Japan goofing around on being the elite. She pretty much fields every corporate email and gets it all lined up. And she's been a immense resource. Awesome. Because I know, like, I know your schedule must be just ridiculous, man. Cause when, when you got back to me, finally, you had just flown in from, I'm, I'm not sure where did you come back from Japan? Yeah, I just got back from Japan. Yeah, it, they, uh, the old fly to Japan for one show, spend four days yeah. getting there. Yeah. Know. By the by the but way, speaking of comfort zones, like one of my favorite sayings is, uh, "Nothing great happens in your comfort zone." So I'm all with you when it comes yeah. to that, man. All with you. That's a great quote. Oh hell yeah. Well, well, speaking of Japan, what what are the differences between wrestling in the U.S. and Japan? Ah. Uh, there's a, for me, and I think a lot of pure strong style fans may not like this. For me, I don't, I don't really try to, I always say play my music. I don't, I don't try to do me much differently, but as far as Japan and strong style and the respect based system they have with the young lions, um, Gosh, I think I say I don't wrestle any different, but there is so many differences. For example, just off the top of my head, if a match isn't over 15 minutes in Japan, they don't get into it. It's so yes. there's this yeah, yeah there's this like appreciation for the the struggle and the sports side, and I mean just little things from how you don't see a lot of strikes like punches. You don't see a lot of Randy Savage style punches in Japan, but you see a lot of those elbow incredibly, strikes. incredibly stiff elbow strikes to the right to the nerve cluster on your chin. Uh, <laughs> the lockup, the lockup comes from completely across the ring versus yeah. when you're getting close. There's just that I really appreciate the Young Lions. Yeah. If you don't know what the Young Lions are, they're the they're the young boys. They train at the dojo. And they have their own shows where they do black trunks and black boots and and they they no no like character stuff as, and, you know, all, and then they graduated and they're only allowed they're only allowed to do certain moves like the basic moves they're not allowed to do anything fancy and they have to make their match out of those moves yeah yeah they have to do a a really basic style match and then right from being at those young lion shows they throw on their you know their their track suits and then they're out there at the ringside area and they just to me it's such a wild experience yeah how respectful they are and 
everything that they do for the guys. And Brandy, she gets a huge kick out of it when she's over there. She doesn't have a clue what the heck is going on. They'll carry her to the ring. They'll let her yell at her. It's just amazing, man. I The, the respect-based system they have at New Japan Pro Wrestling, I think it's pretty much across the board. And, yeah. In Japanese wrestling, that respect-based system is really a beautiful thing. It's I, I love watching it. I like a guy like uh, Kitamura. He's a young lion who's graduating and getting ready to go on his first excursion. I, I'm going to try and take care of him if he gets to ROH in the next few months because that's that's just a cool system, you know? Yeah. Hey, Cody, do you think that – and George Carroll from New Japan asked me this um, not that long ago. He he was wondering if the if the young line if the if the young boy system would work here in the states. It would be, it would be difficult because of the temptations of social media. Uh, also, because in the states, there's so many opinions from our veterans, and 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 there's so much the states there's such different types of wrestling you know yeah. you can be the best guy you know on the stick the best interview but you could also be the best in the ring who knows it could work but but what would really need to sell that system is the same thing that sells the one in in new japan uh if you look at naito who's a massive star right now he himself was a young lion the young lions end up graduating and becoming mega money-making stars in in New Japan Pro Wrestling and worldwide now with their expansion. So it would need to be the same. It can't be like uh, I hate to use the power plant as an example. Yeah. But you gotta get you, you have to get disciplined guys who really want it and who really love it. You you know better than anybody. If you don't love it, you can't be taught to love it. Yeah. You have to just love it. It has to be there. So do you think these are issues that the dojo that just opened in Long Beach are going to fall into? Well, if Shibata is at the dojo, uh, predominantly there, uh, I, I'm i sure he'll weed out very quickly who loves it uh, and who who doesn't. I hope, I hope the dojo in Long Beach is a huge success. It has the best of both worlds with a guy like Scorpio Sky, and it has the best of both worlds with Shibata being there. I think right now is the perfect time for that long, you know, the dojo to open up because the expansion isn't a, uh, it's not a trial thing. It's very real. Um, the, the interest alone in the last Long Beach shows, the three we've had so far, the interest alone is so, so strong. So it's not a trial thing. I hope they found a good class of, of young lions there. I hope they will. What were your thoughts of the first G1 Long Beach show compared to this last Long Beach show? I was kind of mad at the first one that I got booed out of the building. <laughs> I, I, uh, I had just, uh, I had just won the ROH title in Lowell, Massachusetts, where I was like the hero and everyone was, is a bullet club crowd and everybody was so into the moment. And then I genuinely was shocked. You can see it on my face. I'm a little rattled, uh, when it happens, I think these shows in Long Beach have been outstanding. I think, I think from, from all perspectives, the thing that New Japan does really well is uh, the word sports entertainment is very much what pro wrestling is. I don't knock that word, but I will say 
if WWE hits that entertainment portion of it harder than the sports side, New Japan is the opposite. They really skew towards the sports side of it, and a lot of fans want that. There's a demographic for it uh, that we've seen a lot of, a lot, just in terms of numbers of fans, and I think the Long Beach shows have really hit hit that uh, on the head. I'm excited that San Francisco, the Cow Palace, yeah. is happening. Uh, yeah, and that's that's a big, yeah. big ballsy move, and I'm I'm excited for that one. I'm all about big ballsy moves, Cody, and and that's right. Yeah. And you know what? I was at that last, well, not the last one, but I was at the Long Beach show that you had that excellent cage match with Joey Ryan. That was a tremendous oh, match. Oh, APW at the Cal yeah. Polish, Yeah. Yeah. APW, I, uh, Marcus and All Pro Wrestling is, what a class act. I like that place a lot. I actually, I have kind of a bone to pick with you, and I totally forgot <laughs> about, I totally forgot about this. The move... So the move I got busted open with on Sunday at the Sakura Genesis pay-per-view was a spinning back heel kick. Yes. Right? Yes. So in my in my vernacular, I only refer to that as an X-Pac. That's okay. what we call it. Because yeah. you had the really good one. You know <laughs> what I'm you. saying? You had the, <laughs> the best one I can ever remember on on the screen is yours. That means and, a lot to uh, me, man. That is that's what Kenny Omega hit me with that split my eye wide open. I mean, that's very, very apropos I, that we're talking right now. I always tell my opponents, I always tell my opponents to put their hand up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the key, man. Yeah. You got to get your hands up on everything these yeah. days. Hey, you know what? Speaking of that, uh, I saw the picture of you with, with, it was right above, it was kind of a boxer's cut above the eye. Or up to the side. Hundred percent of boxers cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and the thing is, is like Disco Inferno uses that particular incident as a, as a uh, way to start bringing up how guys are hurting each other and this or that. That's absolutely yeah. the wrong example to use for anything like that because yeah. those types of in, like those types of shots, like that's not what what like gives you brain damage. Like that just that cuts you open and it it hurts and, and that, but like. It's not drop. It's not dumping a guy on his head every night, or 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 any of these careless things. It's just that it was just a terrible example for him to use. Right. It, it's funny because a boxer's cut. Uh, if you don't know what it is, is quite simply your bone is literally it's it's the thinnest piece. There's not a lot of muscle or fat. The bone is right behind your skin, so it just takes a little bit of contact, and it's splits down the bone. It, not at all an example of recklessness exactly. or carelessness, but I I regret hitting the ball back to Disco at all because I had no idea Disco was driving this narrative of guys working for Meltzer stars yes. or whatever the, whatever the hell he was talking about. If you follow my career, Dave Meltzer does not rate me highly. I like Dave. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a. I think he's a very nice guy. He yeah. actually gave me a really nice gift one time uh, when I did an APW show. APW I was there again, but yeah, he. I like Dave. I think he's. I think he does good by the sport as far as he, he provides uh, transparency. It, it's you can't. He's kind of weeding out the carny businesses and elements. That's right. I, I like Dave for a lot of reasons, 
But for, for Disco to think I'm a Meltzer guy blew my mind. And I hit the damn ball back to him, and I regret it so much because I took everything off message. Yeah. Here we are getting ready for this huge match with me and Kenny Omega and this. What the what I I I asked myself what the hell are you doing talking to Disco Inferno? What a sure. mess! Sure, I, I just mess. here's the thing about all of that, <laughs> all of that. No matter where you fall on on those types of opinions, I really dislike what's going on in in the like that part of wrestling right now with all this divisive, almost like divisive politics you see on the on the news, but it's happening in wrestling, you know, like one, I'm not even going to name names, but there's like one particular guy that does a podcast and he gets people riled up on one side. And there's other people that, you know, are on the opposite end of the spectrum that aren't doing any better themselves. And I just don't like it. I think it sucks. Well, you're, you, I'm, I'm with you on that because the concept of there's two things that really bother me. Uh, when it comes to some of our veterans, some of our legends, I I love the industry like nobody else. So I have a great respect for the legends and veterans. But if you're telling the audience that we're killing the business, that we're exposing the industry, your statement in itself is is not only ironic, it is also exposing the business that you're trying to protect by making your initial statement. It's a completely backwards process, and it doesn't help anyone. And then when we start hitting the ball back, no one's booking that. That's, that's, it's just it's nonsense to me. And then the other thing that just totally I can't understand is why we are trying to tell our fans how to be fans. Exactly. You can't. You they, shouldn't like this. Paid, you shouldn't like that. That sucks. Oh, you. They paid their money, and the wrestling economy. It's. It's. You should never come out of your pocket unless it's something that you feel will really entertain you. That you feel will really move you. It's just like any entertainment anymore. You don't have to accept mid mid range entertainment. You give your money to what you think is the best. So for us, or an old timer, or a legend, or a veteran, or a senior writer at Bleacher Report, for them to coach an audience is absurd. The fans are allowed to do whatever the hell yeah. they want. If if they love what we're giving them, great. And if they're not, then we need to give them something else. You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, I just, I, I just, I, res, I hate the modern thought process of coaching the fans. Come on, man. I, and I'm just, it, but, it really bums me out that guys my age and, and, and guys older are, um, you know, from our generations are, are uh, a lot of them just completely shit on anything that's, that that's being done now. Like, and man, I love wrestling right now. To me, like you were talking about earlier, Cody, to me, it's the best time to be a pro wrestler yeah. and a wrestling fan. Not just a great time, the best time overall. Yeah. Maybe WWE business isn't through the roof. I just don't think it's, I don't think it's a fair comparison to compare because the landscape is totally different now. It's just, it's, it's, you can't, it's, it's a false equivalency to try to compare the two. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy time. And it's, it is amazing to me when, when some of the wrestlers I grew up loving or, you know, grew up watching and learning from when they dislike the direction, because I'm sure, you know, back when wrestling from the chase, when Harley race was, taking these super high backdrops. And at the time that was unheard of. Yep. 
uh, I'm sure he was doing something wrong too. But it, it's they said the same thing. I, to, I, I they said the same thing to, to Flair and Steamboat. Even Jerry Lawler. Oh. I talked to Jerry Lawler about this at Raw 25 because we were talking about this, and he was going. People even said that stuff to him too because of the way because he was innovative in his work back in the day. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and I and I think I think the real answer, the ticket for a, you know a modern active wrestler, and I'm I'm not a good example of this because like I said, I just got into this silly ass banter with with poor Disco Inferno. Right. Um, I think I think the best answer is not to hit the ball back. Yeah, you know the best thing you can do is is go out there and deliver. You know, Tully Blanchard to get the fans the loudest, the longest, and 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 that that be that. And just that's I mean that's the best revenge if that's a good word for it is success. And sure. Right now, business is very successful across the board. I include WWE in that. Their worldwide presence is is strong as hell yeah. and and business outside of wwe going upwards trending upwards roh had a 30 percent gross increase in their year new japan you've seen what they're doing yeah business going upwards you know this firsthand because you were on both shows it, in the great period of you know late 90s with wrestling whatever you want to call it attitude era monday whatever. night wars era the depends, hot, yeah monday yeah the, you were there you know that competition even when you don't acknowledge it as competition, yeah. is is key, man. You want to be better than that yeah. guy that said, you know, I'll give you an example. Kenny, Kenny Omega and I have our match at Supercard of Honor. It means the world to me. It's the biggest match I've ever had in my life. Uh, it's, uh, it's just uh, everything's been built to it. I'm almost emotional thinking about all the work that went into this match. And it's the I biggest. know right across the this, I'm sorry, Go ahead, this, sorry. It's the biggest match in the history of ROH. It is. It is, and it's you know it's got the it's got the numbers to back it up. It has the biggest crowd in ROH history, and you know it's cross platforms as far as being the elite, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor. It's it's representing multi multi platform. I know right across the street is uh, Gargano and Ciampa from yes. NXT. I know that's right across the street. I think that's so good for wrestling that we're going head-to-head and that we both have full houses. And I want to make sure that what I do is better than what they do. I don't think that's a bad thing for wrestling at all. It's the best thing for wrestling, man. It's the best. <laughs> I love it, I man. Lou agrees. She, yeah. just, she just gave a little snarl. <laughs> Cody, do you feel any pressure facing guys like Kenny Omega and Okada in these big single matches? I've, I've kind of, I don't feel pressure really in many situations, and I, I don't say that to sound cool. I say that because I grew up, I grew up the son of Dusty Rhodes, you know, I even when I wasn't in pro wrestling, even when I was a little folk-style amateur wrestler, and parents were, you know, telling their kids that they were going to wrestle the son of Dusty Rhodes like that. After a while, you start, yeah. you stop worrying about the pressure, and you just have to focus on, on what you do. You know, maybe in my subconscious, maybe sitting back there, I want to make sure that I, I have a match worthy of of all involved. But I, I'm not really a pressure guy. I, I might actually be too laid back in some in some scenarios. Hey Cody, how's your body feeling? 
you know, uh, I'll say okay, 90, 90, yeah. <laughs> let's say 90. Um, no injuries. I've, yeah. I've never had to, to work injured. You know, little hurts here and there. I hate, I hate that this happened to my eye because my eye looks pretty bad. Uh, Brandy, <laughs> yeah. not so, not so happy with the eye. Um, the eye looks bad. My lower back is starting to, uh, I don't know. I felt like I was Superman for a long time, and now my lower back is starting to enter a different realm of of my career. But mm-hmm. man, I've I've been really lucky. No injuries, just little hurts here and there. And also, not to sing a PSA or sound like a goody two shoes, because I've never taken steroids. Yeah, it's been very helpful to my career. Um, I've never put on too much mass and had those random muscle tears and rips. I've never had that situation. I've, yeah. I've let my body grow naturally, and I'm I'm very lucky for having done and that. And no one's ever said, hey, look at what happened to Cody. Like, he used to be jacked, and now he's, like, you know, shrunk or, or vice versa. You don't see – you don't see I or think, hear any of that. I don't – I think I think steroids, man, are the – like, I'm so glad that wrestling is entering this period where we kind of have all body types again. Yeah. You got you you got guys like uh, Sami Zayn, and then you got these you know bodies with like Greek gods and somebody like Kota Ibushi, and then you've yeah. got you know Bray Wyatt, blah blah. I mean, you've got a spectrum of physiques and more healthy living, uh, you know, than perhaps the 1980s or you know. The oh come on, era man. yeah, on. it's not, and and I say this a lot, and and. And, you know, a lot of people, maybe they won't say it in this way, but like, okay, there was this whole outlaw spirit about the wrestlers that was kind of something that was attractive about us that maybe isn't as strong anymore with guys not out like being crazy and getting all messed up in bar fights and all this crazy shit. Uh, But, man, it's so much better that we don't have our friends dropping left and right, man. Or or we show up to the Waffle House and and one of our friends has got his face face first down in their soup because they're all pilled up. Or, you know, God, I'm so grateful. Yeah, exactly. So grateful for that, man. And and, and I'm – and it's – it's so refreshing that like guys like you, young bucks and, and other guys are, are, um, you know, that are taking a hold of business, um, have that mentality and aren't, aren't going out there and getting all messed up, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like you said, uh, your friends dropping left and right for my generation, those were our heroes. Yeah. So it didn't make, didn't make any sense. Nobody should be, you know, in their mid thirties, mid forties, you know, like what's happening. These guys, yeah. we grew up some, one of the worst things ever is when I, I, I watch wrestling every night. I say I won't, but then I end up watching it. Uh, one of the worst things ever is when you watch one of those matches that's from like 1992 and everyone in the match is deceased. Yeah. That I, I just hate it. So yeah, it's a, yeah, I, living. I watched a match. It was just the other night. I'm not going to mention which one it was, but I was the only one still alive in the match I, I was watching. Yeah. Wow. Nuts. Yeah, even the referee Nuts. was dead. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, man. Ooh. <laughs> so. uh, I, it's, I'm glad the business, and I'll give credit where credit is due, WWE with their, uh, you know, their their rehab policy. Yeah. Where any... 
any former employee can go through it. I know two offhand, one's a family member, uh, that have gone through it successfully. And that, that's a huge, I'm sure that's a huge expense for WWE, but it's a pretty solid move. Yeah, yeah. And they've spent a lot of money helping me in, the, in that regard, too, and I'm very grateful. Yeah. So yeah. Hell yeah. Hey Cody, uh, you know we're talking. I was talking, asking you about how your body felt, and this made me think of this. Now the one, di- one of the differences when you're not in the WWE and you're a free agent like yourself, are you considered a free agent? Uh, yeah, I would in say so. Way, I, right, I, right now, I have a nice big, healthy contract with Ring of Honor, but I'm still able to do internationally. Anything I'd like. It's the it's not having the same ring to work work in is what I is what I'm getting at. And you know you you show oh. up. Yes. You show up and you never know. Like okay, I'm going to a new promotion. Wonder what kind of ring they're going to have. You get you know what I mean. It it could be it's it's when you're in WWE, you know what the ring is every night. I'm wondering if there's been an sure. issue issue for you when it comes to that. You know what. I think they're kind of balanced because you're absolutely right with the some of the, the high spots rings. Or not high spots rings per se, but uh, just new rings, uh, square posts instead of yeah. round posts. Really loose ropes over in the U.K. versus, you know, New Japan-style cable ropes. Yep. I, I'll say it's balanced out, though, because as long as I can get out there, walk the boards a little bit, uh, get an idea what I'm going with. Um, I feel comfortable. And, and also, because I'm no longer on a WWE schedule, where the balance is, I think my body is pretty much the same because the WWE schedule, that Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that's a, that takes a, a hell of a person, a, a hell of a man or a hell of a woman to be able to really, if you're giving your all, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's oof. Yeah. That's a that's so so I don't I don't have to do it's those two extra days, those Monday, Tuesday, not having those days, I feel like is uh has given my body a little reprieve. So are you saying that every week you give yourself you make sure you don't book yourself on uh, on certain days because I'm pretty sure you could work every day of the week right now. Right now I could and when I when I first jumped off, I wanted to work as much. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. Go everywhere as many times as I possibly could. Wanted to see what I was capable of. Now I have a very. Uh, it's different for me. I, I now I'm able to focus kind of on more per match. Yeah. Um, ROH is schedule, the one that I'm pretty much committed to, the most. That's a that's a really nice schedule. Uh, just for a wrestler, for one of the boys or girls. It's a very nice schedule. You get these bursts of four or five shows in a row, yeah. but then you have a full week off. I mean, just to think, uh, back in the day, I'd never even, I, I'm sure you know this, couldn't take vacation. Right. You get you hurt. Never, that, your TV, vacation TV. was when you get hurt. Yeah, exactly. You're right. TV mm-hmm. is live every week. So you, no matter what, you got to get back to TV. Um so now it's uh, I, I like this schedule a lot. I like this schedule a little too much, to be honest. I bet. Nice. I bet it's great being yeah. your own boss, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's so cool on so many levels to control because you're allowed to put in however much work you want as far as 
I want to, I want to work on, you know, my interviews. I want to work on, you know, building a, a really good set of matches over this tour. I want to work on my merchandise. You can, you can go, you know, half in on that and you're yep. your own boss and you can accept that, or you can go all in on it and no pun intended and see really how good you are at all this. And yeah. that's been the most fun to me to, I felt a lot. I feel like a real connection to my, my dad more than I did when I was in WWE. Cause Dusty was just a big, you know, always thinking, always thinking about the business. What could I do? What would I have done differently on that TV? What would be a good t-shirt? Yeah. What's a, a funny saying? Yeah. He's a creator. You know? He was a creator and a producer, not just a professional wrestler. Like there was so much about him. That was just amazing. That we don't even have time to get into. Oh my God. But yeah, no, he, I, I was just going to say, I see, I see you like in your own way, like doing that same thing in your career. Yeah, I try. I try to do exactly what you said, and that's actually a Vince quote. I remember years ago, Vince said, "Guys, we got to be our own, our own producers, our own directors, our own cameramen, and our own wrestlers." He was, you know, talking about a segment, and one of the bonds I have with the Bullet Club guys is they're very much their own producers, uh, their own creators. Uh, um, I've seen I've seen Matt Jackson literally take a cameraman in new japan and turn him to make sure he got the shot that they wanted like they have nice. a really all-encompassing mind nice yeah that's why it's such a good fit you guys all, all together when i saw that you guys gravitate towards each other i was like that makes perfect sense to me and, and the other thing yep. about about okay the bullet club now that thing has mm -hmm. gone through since its inception a lot of incarnations, and I just think that what you've done with it, what it, since you've been there, I'm, I'm just, I think it's great, man, because it's just, it's not just the same Bullet Club. Right. Well, I, I wasn't gonna have it die on me, you know. Like, it, it, it had such great um, personalities. It had, uh, you know, Finn Balor and AJ Styles and, and Kenny's Bullet Club versus my Bullet Club. I wanted to to see you know if i could keep it at its at its level or, or or get it shooting through the roof more and uh right now the bullet club is really standing the test of time and the bullet club gets a lot of criticism because of the parody elements hey well yeah. they stole this from the nwo they stole this so from what? dx right right yet we still are we're still here and now we're not doing any yeah. of any of that. The parody elements are, are just that. They're parody elements. They're funny, haha moments. But but everything else going on has nothing to do with with that. You know, it's it's its own thing. And I uh, I I just I don't I don't sing the praises of the Bullet Club a lot because I just like the fact that time will be its judge yeah. and it's still going and it's and it's still you know uh, capturing the imagination of a lot of our audience yeah. and that's. That's the goal. And and the thing about it is, is the Bullet Club members, they bring something to the shirt, not the shirt bringing something to them. You know what I mean? Does that make any sure. sense? You know, it's not yeah, like no, it's, it's not like NWO where, okay, what are we going to do at Virgil? I'll give him a shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, you're, uh, that, I mean, really pinpointing and specific. The other day, Somebody asked me, you know, as as the leader of the Bullet Club, what are you going to do differently? And I said, 
well, I think it's time that the Bullet Club has a few ladies in it, a few women. Yeah. And uh, what I meant specifically was what makes you different in the Bullet Club is when you bring your shirt, when you bring, when, when you get your specific themed after you, not themed after the group, when it represents you, that's, that's what makes it official. Like the villain that, club. I think, yep. I think villain club is a great example. I think that's what, hap- I think that's what has made our being the elite crew very fun and very, um, some of these shows we go to, they feel like an absolute party because there's somebody in the crew that you like. There's whether it's the style and the absolute madness of a young bucks match, or it's the uh, UK presentation and the pageantry of Marty, or if it's uh, my more, I I don't even know what you would call it. uh, WWE representation, whatever. Everybody in the group has a thing that you can hook into. And it's, it's cool to not let the brand define to define you, but you can kind of define the brand yeah. as long as we're able to do that. Ned, when when the when the invasion of Raw happened, I was yeah. <laughs> I was I'm not gonna lie to you, and and I think it's been long enough now. I won't get too much heat for this, but I was texting. I can't remember who exactly. I was texting. Goes try to get in the building. Try to get in the building. <laughs> I uh, I think I think the exact text, uh, Matt Jackson. I think you said something along the lines of go as far as you can yes. possibly go with it. Yes. And and I uh, that was such a fun fun day. Oh man, to think the fallout of what we were, you know, trying to accomplish and just a fun day. Yeah, no, and, I'm glad you appreciated it. Oh it my was a God. very stressful few hours. No, it was so classic. And and the thing about it is <laughs> is even the fallout like the the repercussions or or however you want to put it, the cease and desist, sure. all that Oh, that was that made it even better. And I'm going to tell you why because yeah. People are all like, oh, they can't do that. Like, they can't make them quit saying those things. Well, the people that were all caught up in that don't understand that saying suck it and, and going too sweet did not define uh, Young Bucks, Bullet Club, yeah. anything like that. You didn't need any of that. We were, ha- I was personally like thrilled that you guys were doing that or that they were doing that because that yeah, just, yeah. that was a tribute to us. I love that. Made us relevant again. Yeah. Shit. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you that Matt and Nick both were trying to get away from Suck It, for example. Yeah. At the time, they really wanted to stop with Suck It. And uh, when that came along, it, it's uh, it's only helped. I think it's only helped everybody. Uh, yeah. It, just the concept of a genuine cease and desist. And people got really pissed off over the invasion. I had uh, some some old friends not not very happy. I always thought I thought it was fairly harmless, and it I was. also thought I thought in the presentation of it, it almost was you know homage to the original invasion. There's a great many parallels, but uh, yeah, some people just flat out were pretty pissed about it. It was. Uh, Guess what? An awkward period. Some people, very fun. some people in WCW were pretty pissed when we went and did that back then too. Oh, oh I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Oh some, man. Sometimes we got to piss people off, Cody. 
Yeah, man. If, like, if, if it doesn't scare you, it's not an adventure, man. Yeah. You got to do it. And they'll get over it. Pretty sure they already did. So. Sure, I, I think so. <laughs> hey, man, I could just keep on talking to you forever, even though I had that huge brain fart earlier. <laughs> That's okay. I think we made it through. Yeah, uh, but we're we're pretty far into this, man. And I'm so grateful for the time you've already given us. And and anything real no, quick before before we take it home, uh, as far as plugging the uh, the match with Kenny and, and and the whole Super Guard of Honor, or anything I think else. Super Guard of Honor. Well, I just I think that's where I'm headed. That's you know that's my focus. It got dubbed the match of the weekend, and I I think that's. Uh, hell of a responsibility that that tagline alone uh, there's so many great matches this weekend but the thing about this first ever encounter between Kenny and myself is is that it is the first ever time we've had a singles match and the implications of you know we're just talking about how great the Bullet Club is well everything that the Bullet Club stands for we we find out uh, this Saturday and I'm I'm very much walking into this knowing that this is the biggest match of my career. So I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cody. I I, 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 I mean this sincerely, man. It's such an honor to have you on. And uh, I look oh, forward... Oh, man, no. No, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I look forward to seeing you. Hopefully we can uh, we can run e- in, into each other this weekend at uh, WrestleMania and, or WrestleCon or yeah, any man. of that stuff. We got to get a picture of Lou. Hey, are you going to be at Hall of Fame? I do not know. I know that my mother is is you know she's got her she's got her Hall of Fame spot, and I always just make sure she's got her spot. I'll right see uh, when I get in, you know, as far as and where we are with putting everything, you know, putting everything together with right SuperCard. So I, I I might who knows. Hey man, thank you so much, Cody. Absolutely honored to have you thank, on, man. Thank you, Cody. Thank you, man. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks, man. Have a good one. Peace. Thank you, you too, buddy. Nice. ROH Supercard of Honor, April 7th at the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm kind of embarrassed I had such a a huge brain fart earlier. Happens to everybody. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyways, hey, um, uh, thank you for tuning in here on X-Pac 12360 on Westwood One and the Jericho Network. We'll see you next week. Yeah, be sure to use... Oh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Be sure to use the hashtag uh, X-Pac 12360. If you want to come see Sean this weekend in New Orleans, he'll be at Access for WWE uh, Saturday at 9 a.m., and then he'll be at WrestleCon all three days for that wrestling club with Al Snow, Kevin Nash, Mean Gene Okerlund, and then follow us on Twitter... Sean at the real Xbox, uh, Instagram Xbox one two three sixty, Facebook Xbox one two three sixty show. Sign up for the newsletter and shirts at prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Waltman. Sweet. Thanks, Jimbo. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. Marcus in the booth. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. All right. We're out of here. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark Donikoff, Jimbo Frank, and TK Trinidad, and the entire X-Pac 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow X-Pac on Twitter at TheRealXPac, and email us at xpoc 1236 show at gmail.com.